Welcome to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot. This is a show sponsored by topsport.com.au and Punning Form. This is a unique look into the world of sports betting from the eyes of professionals. And MG is in studio with me. How are you, MG? Yeah, good, Scoot. It was uh, an indifferent weekend. We've survived it. And uh, more importantly, have you survived it? I've survived it, yeah. First week of fatherhood. All goes smoothly. Sleeping and uh, drinking milk exceptionally well. And What, what, uh, about, what about the baby? Yeah, <laughs> mate, to tell you what, after uh, oh, it, was, it was celebration time, Hawks are uh, upsetting the Western Bulldogs. It's easy watch there, but uh, yeah, things are going well in the household, getting 9.30 or 3 a.m. sleeps, and then Jeez. a little bit of a feed, and then sleeping until 6.30 or 7, so very blessed at the moment, uh, very relaxed baby, and doing it uh, easily, but uh, apparently that can turn on a dime. <laughs> so we've had three good nights in a row, and yeah. fingers crossed uh, it can continue for this weekend of sport, because it's absolute beauty with the AFL. We've got one more round to go, and the matchups are incredible. But a couple of sick beats: uh, the GWS game, the Swans game. It's yeah. just classic, and people sitting at home have got no idea, or the majority of people, unless you're betting and invested. But those the last couple of minutes, and you you bet on these totals all the time, and it's I'm saying it's taking years off your life. <laughs> but the right. I live to 100, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the, um, the 40 plus. Uh, in the GWS game, that was up in the air, and so was the Swans game and the Kangaroos. The line there was 14 and a half. Come down to the final uh, minutes of the game. Yeah, I always uh, <laughs> you, you always know when there's a uh, a bad beat coming, uh, or it's just happened because you when you're in uh, gambling uh, chat rooms on your phone, just the, lights up. The phone just lights up, <laughs> and it doesn't even matter if you're involved or it's a different sport like league. If there's a bad beat, all of a sudden there's just uh, the chattersphere is uh, is crazy. But um, yeah, there was. Uh, I mean, we weren't involved in all of the uh, the so-called bad beats on the weekend, so you're not always speaking from your pocket, but just. Just generally, like um, you know, the bookies would have had an absolute fill up on the uh, the Giants forty plus against Richmond mm. to open the weekend, and Richmond, yep. Richmond, who have done nothing all week, end up kicking two goals in the last minute to take it from fifty one to thirty nine. So the uh, the margin there would have been horrific for the bookmakers side of thing. I think a lot of punters actually might have been cheering because if you'd taken the Giants, the the smarter play would have been the one to thirty nine. Uh, the you know the one one I was involved in was the Melbourne Adelaide game uh, under one fifty seven and a half. Uh, you work hard to keep you know it's always a tough cheer. It's a tougher cheer on the <laughs> under because it's all about wasting time. Uh, and this total was one fifty seven and a half with two and a half minutes left on the clock, and you got three goals to beat you in two and a half minutes. Junk time. Melbourne have got mm. the game under control, and uh, Fritz decides to go on. Fritz decides to go on a tear. And ends up kicking three goals uh, inside that, um, you know, to to obviously make the total go over. And the double banger was when he kicked the last goal after the siren was it also took the Melbourne out of the one to thirty nine mm. slot, and they land the forty one. So it's crazy. crazy. The crazy the swings uh, sometimes on one goal um, that can go against you. But the bad, the, yeah, the worst beat I thought of the weekend was uh, the Kangaroo Sydney mm. game. Um, we, you know, it was probably an anchor in a 26 lot of... 26 points. It was... Yeah, an anchor in a lot of mine. Unfortunately, they went under. Um, the Swans minus 14 and a half line up uh, 26 points with a la- la- lazy 90 seconds on the clock. And, uh, you know, they, they end up kicking two goals, one after the siren to uh, 
land it back on 14 from 26 and you get done by half a point or get done by a point. So, um, yeah, it's, you know. This is madness. <laughs> Any wonder. You just have to be totally sick to be a, a, a punter. But uh, the GWS Giants are have put a couple of weeks solidly back-to-back. They've been a riddle all season. Uh, Their performances are very yo-yo-like, but they're starting to really entrench themselves into the eight, and I think the eight looks... Looks pretty solid now in terms of who deserves to be there. Um, from my, from in my opinion, yeah, I, agree. Yeah. Uh, I think GWS they're going to get back Toby Green, and they've got a bunny this week to really um, steal themselves and cement their position in the eight. Yeah, they got hard, Carlton. They're a hard team to catch all year, yeah, and they've, they've you know lucky for them they've caught fire at the right time, uh, and they're still doing it with injuries as well. They, mm. It's not like you know they've they've got their players back and, and making a run. They've kind of done it on the fly. Um, two big important wins to get there, and now yeah, as you said, um, you know they've just got to virtually pad up on the weekend. I think and get the job done. Uh, be really disappointing uh, if they dropped off to Carlton, who appear legless and already on holidays for mine. So. Um, and Essendon the same, you know. I, I know it's a traditional match against Collingwood, um, and Collingwood would probably like nothing better than to uh, knock Essendon out of the finals, but their capabilities are long gone as well, and I think they're uh, on holidays as well. So, yeah, it'd be disappointing if we we come back here next week and either the Giants or Essendon aren't playing finals because I think out of out of the ones that are left, um, with West Coast and Richmond dropping off a perch, I think they'll account for themselves the best. Western Bulldogs, shock loss. They were insipid. Yeah, so they by their standards. Um, yeah, they were. Uh, well, to put thirty-seven points on it in a game uh, non-weather related is terrible. To do it to a bottom four sides worse, um, especially when you're high offenses side as well. Mm. Um, and now they've got what were they two weeks ago? They were looking almost locks for the minor premiership yeah. the way they were going. Uh, and now I've got to come out and beat uh, another top four side to stay in the top four. You know, if it ways goes out, so. Well, the pressure's gone on him, and again, we spoke about it last week uh, in brief with losing Bruce um, and how much that would impact, and mm. a bit like Brisbane with Hipwood, took him a couple of weeks to, to readjust. readjust, so Bris- uh, Bulldogs going to have to turn it around quickly, though, because obviously the finals start next week. So mm. Maybe yeah. the, uh, their mind just wasn't on the job, though, I think, about Port this week. It's going to be fascinating yeah, to be. see um, how they bounce back. Let's have a look at uh, the round uh, 22 results and have a look at the bookie wrap f- to see how uh, the bookies fared. The favourites went 6-9 and nine at 67%, so better story for the favourite punters there. The Lions still uh, favoured the plus there, 3 out of 9, 33% covered the faves. And then the overs, the totals, good news for you, MG, 6 out of 9 went over. And then if you have a look at it for the season, the faves are hitting at uh, 121 out of 189 games at 64%, so still low on uh, past season's averages. And then the line, 82 and 189 at 43%. So if you back the plus, uh, you're in business there. And the totals are nearly smack back on 99 out of uh, 189. Uh, The Sting, not a good uh, outcome for you. Eight-unit loss just when you are starting to get your head back up out of the water. Yeah, it was making a run. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, two of those we just discussed briefly were uh, horrendous beats, uh, really. So that kind of swung the weekend a bit. But uh, uh, anyway, on to round 23 and uh, try and get those units back. Mm, hits and misses for the week. Let's see where the money went. Uh, GDRS line was uh, nine and a half to five and a half. They absolutely pissed in. 39-point win there. The under was a miss, though, 163 to... Uh, 158. So the totals uh, soared over there at 173. The uh, the total in the Hawks game 163 to 158. 101 there. And 
Port Adelaide, they were smashed at the line. That's a big go, isn't it? Thirty-two mm. uh, minus 32.5 to 41.5 and 95-point uh, victory there. And the Melbourne line was middled, as you've already spoken about, 40.5 to 44.5. So interesting stuff there. And yeah. the AFL, they've got really lucky with how the, the final round has played out here. It's, it's unbelievable the way it's fallen and... It's incredible. It's yeah, an incredible finale for the season, but it leads us to into the sting of the tail where it's a mess where they're going to have the grand final and it's a massive issue given all, given how the states, are, I guess, dictating yeah. um, the rules around COVID. And, the, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, Eddie constructed this amazing plan about how Melbourne could have this MCG precinct. We sort of joked about it and said, oh, look, Four or five or six weeks is a long time in footy. Then no moral to have it with Melbourne with COVID. It could be anywhere. And I think the the finals venue for the grand final, it's a, an absolute mystery, especially with Mark McGowan coming out and saying all players need to be vaccinated. Jack Rewalt's come out and said, well, players aren't even eligible to get a vaccine. How's that going to get all rushed yeah. through in three weeks? It, we've been talking about it all year and trying to find an edge in the premiership market to see is, is Brisbane going to be more favoured because it's likely to be at Queensland? Is going to be Port Adelaide going to be favoured? West Coast have fallen away. Fremantle have fallen away. So there's no real advantage for either side if it's going to be played at Perth. Where on the crystal ball, where's it going to be played? And, and what are your thoughts on the whole fiasco? Because the AFL want fans at the grand final. Yeah, it's a mess at the moment. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think. Mc- I'm not. I'm not too across the McGowan thing, but I think that was an error where he come on and in his press. It's not the first time a politician's made an error in a press conference uh, recently. Um, but you know, he, he should have checked his facts. That you know, I'm sure in the discussions are going on that you know the players can't be vaxxed in time anyway. So that was a bit of a dumb comment to make, and they put you know clip it up and put it across social, um, but or the news. But I think. I think the AFL just have to sit in the pocket right now. Um, I don't think they can go. I'm sure they've got parameters of where they have to wait, um, especially for the grand final. Uh, they're probably going to wait until maybe two weeks, three weeks, and I think that's why now they've moved the buy, mm. just so they've got that two weeks preparation because they're probably even going to wait until the prelims. Maybe. As late as possible to make the call. Well, they could. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm sure they've got a time parameter where they have to make a decision by. Um, and there's no need to rush it before it. So whether that is um, pre or after the prelims when they know what teams are left um, or just see what states are handling the COVID the best and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I don't think – I mean, I know they want crowds and obviously Perth would be the main uh, one for that and maybe Adelaide, um, but it can't – just can't see it in Melbourne. So, Mm. um, you know, but then – you're going to have teams, you know, I mean, Scott for Geelong, and he's got a right. Like, you know, if you finish on top or, or second, um, you want the home ground advantage. So, um, you know, I understand from a player's point of view, they want the, they want the crowd, um, but I'm sure the hierarchy, the teams, the coach, you know, if, if Chris Scott was asked whether he'd want to play a final at Geelong or does, with no crowd, or would he rather play Perth in a, a, whatever crowd they produce over there, I know what he would say. Mm. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play. No, he can say that outwardly, but downwards he's not voting for it. Mm. Um, And I I think Goodwin the other day was the same thing. And one of the footy channels might have even been 360 show where he came on and he said uh, the MCG is where the home of football is, that's their home ground and that's their preference to play. Well, do you think – okay, so let's let's narrow down the options. Sydney's off the table because COVID's – 
everywhere. Yeah. There's no way it'll get played there. Tassie seems to be out of favour with the AFL given all, all Peter Goodwin's coming out sort of swinging about the, the franchise or the next licence. So I doubt that that'd be there. Perth have got the vaccination problem. And Perth also, if they get one or two cases, they've they've proven in the past, as soon as they get one or two cases, bang, crowds crowds weren't allowed to the West Coast Eagles game a few weeks ago against the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, that was that was a situation that arose in twenty four hours and boom, the game got cancelled there. South Australia's another one who goes well, they shut down the state, but I think they're they'll be more inclined to give exemptions. So I, but again, how are they gonna let the crowds in if they're, ha- they're, they're you know they're trigger happy. Yeah. As soon as they get some local well, think, outbreak, yeah. They remove people from their houses. It's in their legislation that you can, yeah. You can get thrown into a, a medical ho- like hotel. So it's it's a real doozy. So then it, go, it flips me back to thinking, well, maybe it's Queensland who seem to turn that you know turn a blind eye and let things through, and then they'll shut down. They'll let a crowd in, and then two days later they'll say, "Okay, the whole thing shut yeah, down yeah. again." So it's, it's a mess. And then you all of a sudden you've nearly done a lap of Australia, and you're back at the MCG. So if Victoria can get on top of this latest outbreak, which they seem to be two weeks behind, by yeah. by early September, if they get through a couple of finals matches without crowds, maybe it is back at the MCG by that stage. It's yeah. The, the I wouldn't op- like to be betting on it. The optics is not a good look, and an empty MCG, and we saw that again on the weekend. You know, it's very you know you hear too much. There's no crowd, and then then they go over to Perth, uh, and unfortunately, it reminds us how good it is of having a uh, a packed house, or you know, with with the uh, derby. But um, you know, my vote's Brisbane. You know, what, let's let's keep it in Brisbane. They did a good job last year. Um, you got you know, your early tickets on Brizzy. We're all cheering for Brisbane. <laughs> let's, you know, let's play out the finals there, and uh, you know, hopefully, get Brisbane to a to a grand final play. That'd be good. Um, so where do you think it, it will be? Like in it, like it, first pick and second pick. Where where will the grand final come be? Down, it won't come down to COVID cases. Let's be honest. It comes down to money. Yeah, it always does. Mm. You know, with politicians especially. Um, you know, it, it won't matter whoever's got cases. They've been making exemptions all year when when states have been shut down, going mm, into lockdown. True. The AFL get heads up. They'll get them in or wherever they need to be, and then they'll make the rules after it. It comes down to cash, uh, and if Perth want the cash, which they will, um, and the grand final gets a vote there, it won't matter if they've got zero cases or they've got ten. Do you think it'll be a Perth? That's my vote. I think it, well, it has to be favourite at the moment, but what whenever the AFL deadline is when they have to make the decision, um, it, it'll be made, but it won't come down to COVID cases solely. It, it'll come down to money, and mm-hmm. and if the AFL want money and they can sell it to the WA or Adelaide, then they'll be the two preference points. I would say. Brisbane would be unlikely to get it two years in a row, but if they've got no choice, obviously that would be third. And I think Melbourne's actually last mm. because they don't want they don't want to play without crowds of any description. And there's enough supporters over in Perth and Adelaide to get decent crowds, even though they might not have any of their own teams playing. Um, you know, as we saw with the Dreamtime, which was what maybe mm. six eight weeks ago now. Um, there's enough supporters to get over there, and for a grand final, they'll turn up for sure. So I think Perth's the front runner. Um, and it'll come down to cash, not COVID. Mm. I'd probably suggest that maybe South Australia be favoured over Perth, and then right. I'll have uh, Melbourne as my sneaky little yeah. third pick in, in my trifecta. I think maybe we can overcome this uh, current outbreak, given how like how how far locked down we are. I think there might be a glimmer of hope that it's at the MCG, or maybe I'm just being 
You're brave too man, optimistic. You're a brave man to pin any hopes on our government. Mm. Anyway, that's uh, that's Sing of the Tale. Um, if you can uh, find out or have a different theory, make sure you tag us in on Twitter at TV and give us uh, your reasons as to why you think the GF will be played at a certain venue. It's heating up uh, in a rugby league. Storm Panthers, Roosters, South, all posting uh, big wins. Manly, Crush, Parramatta, they are absolutely gutless. We'll, uh, we'll hear from Top Rope Tedeschi about all things uh, premiership betting there in the NRL and and the final week's action. We'll do lock of the week. I got the Western Bulldogs beat, and uh, I'll, I'll, I think they're a good thing against Port this week, but I won't put him in my lock of the week and give him the kiss of death. MG thinks he's found an absolute rot. He thinks he's found an absolute one-goer that'll pay for everyone's uh, footy season trip, and I'm starting to think it could be right. He's on the money. He's sniffed out a rot. So we'll talk about that next. But if you're having a bet this weekend, make sure you check out topsport.com.au. They've been in the game for 35 years. The Merlihan's up at the Gold Coast. They've been juggling COVID. He's got a bit of a COVID catastrophe. Tristan, he's on the border of Cool and Gatter and Tweed Heads. So they've had all sorts of dramas. They couldn't take phone bets because they can't get people in the office. Absolutely crazy. This is COVID times. But the show must go on and we'll come back and we'll preview round 23 AFL. And the show continues here. Welcome back to the Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got MG, and it's time to talk the final round of AFL, round 23, and we'll go through the blockbusters, yeah. and we'll throw in a bonus rort match <laughs> as well. There's a one-goer. It's uh, very easy to find, but let's talk about the absolute match of the round, or there's two match of the rounds, but the first one is Friday night at Marvel Stadium, Western Bulldog seventy against Port Adelaide Power 217, and the line here is 6.5, but a uh, little nibble for Power at the plus. Yep. MG, who would have thought the betting would be this tight with these two sides? If you rewound maybe two to four weeks ago, the Bulldogs have got a massive home ground advantage here, yeah. despite no fans. They play this ground sensationally, and Port have the wobbles uh, when they travel and especially against uh, the top sides. Yeah. Are you convinced about Port Adelaide's premiership credentials yet or not? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not saying they can't win it. They're, they're definitely there, um, and I, I actually think this is their best chance to beat to beat a top side, uh, even though they're away from home. Um, you know, getting the Bulldogs who, you know, as we've said, a bit unsettled um, with Bruce going down and mm. showed again on the weekend. I mean, obviously putting up 37 points against Hawthorne, um, disgraceful effort from a top side, uh, and now put themselves under enormous pressure to have to win, uh, providing Brisbane win after them, um, to keep their place in the top four. So it's actually, um, what do we got this week? It's it's if if the Bulldogs win... This week over Port, mm. um, the same two sides will Play match up other. in the first week one the finals. Yeah, I'm saying so. it's a massive, massive. It's yeah, likely. so it'll be, it'll be interesting. Well, it is. It's favourite. Yes, it is favourite. Um, so that'll be interesting. I'm not sure if that's ever happened in the history or not of the AFL. I'm sure it has at some mm. stage, but it's an interesting note have. that the top four sides will play in the last round, and if the Bulldogs win, um, the way it'll shake out, they'll play again, play against each other. Uh, round one of the finals. So, tell, tell you what, they've they've got strong form. The doggies, despite losing my bombers and my hawks, I've been telling yes. you <laughs> for a very long time that yeah. bombers are the team on the up. Yeah. And probably three months ago, I wouldn't. Have, I, I I said that Hawthorne would barely win another game, but their hunger's there, and they're starting to pick off a couple of scalps. And it's pretty, it's pretty widely known my, the record that Hawthorne are now starting to build against the top eight sides. It's there's, there's more, a bit of a change, more coach driven on the way out to. Uh, oh, you think it's Clarko? Oh, you don't? 
Well, I think the players have now broken their shackles right. and they're knowing they've got Sam Mitchell. So maybe their their heads are a little bit clearer and the message is only coming from uh, yeah, Sam. Yeah, I think Clarko might. But down have, off the bench. I think Clarko might have knuckled down just on the way out for, for old your mate Jeffrey. Jeff's done it. There's <laughs> a lot of commentary. Everyone wants Jeff's head I'll, on I'll a stick who, at the moment. I'll tell you who isn't enjoying these wins. Is Jeff. <laughs> Not right now. The, his worst nightmare was Clarko winning the last four before he walks out the door. That's uh, That sets it up for disaster next next year if Mitchell's uh, isn't producing. Anyway, back to the Bulldogs and Port. Port. Um, they've won 10 of the last 12, the power. Yes. The, and listen, they're going as good as they can and their preparation, you know, e- even though um, personally I don't believe they can win the flag, mm. they're from a Port Adelaide point of view, they are ideally placed, you know, in terms of a horse training performance. Uh, Kenny couldn't have done much better. He's got all his players back the last two or three weeks. They're all fresh. They'll have hard game time into them. Virtually their whole forward line, um, other than their big men, have come back. They've got all Gray, Fantasia, mm. Zach Butters, Rosie have all had time on the sidelines, yep. all back running on top of the ground. So this is a big test for the Bulldogs um, because Port's really up their game both end, both ends of the park. Um, I know they come to the Dome, but there's an interesting stat for you, Scooty, that Port have played five times at the Dome this year and they're 5-0. and mm, So they do like the Dome. Um, great, great matchup. Really looking forward to this. Not How are you betting? Not from a betting point of view. Um, if, if I was going to have one play in the game, I'd actually play Port Adelaide 1-39 to 39 just for the value. Um, but I'm just looking forward to watching this game. I, I think both sides, uh, It's the win is big for both sides. Mm. Port need a big scalp going High into stakes. the finals from a confidence point of yeah. view. Bulldogs have to win to, to uh, maintain their top in the uh, – sorry, their spot in the top four. So really looking forward to this. As you said, what a round to finish. And the AFL has put uh, a big draw card on the Friday night. Who's your tip? Oh, I'm going to get get on the doggies. I reckon they'll bounce. Yeah, they'll right. bounce back. Yeah, yeah. They got a wake up call. They've had a couple of um, couple of wake up calls in the last two weeks. Yep. And I think we're going to have a bottle of goose. I'll take the minus six and a half, and you can have the plus. Yeah. Bottle of grey goose. Yeah. Was well, we interesting? Can the, we bet? Is these, that a bet? What's that? I, no bet. No bet. No bet. No, no. Come on, mate. No. You're taking too many bottles of goose off me these days. <laughs> the uh, w- one other point to note is the Bulldogs did go over and beat Port by 19 points uh, earlier this year. I think it was round nine. Um, so you know they do have recent history over them, and that's that's a big win to go over to uh, to Adelaide and get that win. So they'll have that to draw on the Bulldogs. Um, but yeah, they'll definitely need to bounce back. So this is a big coaching week for Beveridge as well. Mm. The next game in. Uh in order there is Richmond versus Hawthorne. And this is our raw game. This isn't a preview. It's not our raw game. <laughs> well, we're, we're signaling oh, it as a raw. So when the markets first opened weeks ago, it was, uh, I think it was a four-goal line with the Tigers, favourites, and now Hawthorne's form's improved. But more importantly, uh, it looks like Hardwick has put the queue in the rack and his players out, rested, could yep. be more, and Hawthorne are now nine-and-a-half points favourite. Against the Tigers, so yes. It's, uh, did you say they were it's moral off off air before uh, the Hawks? I, I think it's a one goer, uh, so you can write it down whichever way you want. Um, yeah, we we had a bit of Twitter uh, back and forth, uh, waiting for prices or looking mm. for prices to come out. What our thoughts were, um, and yeah, as you said, a couple of weeks ago, Richmond would have been comfortably around the four goal favourite, yep. um, and coming in before last week, uh, they still would have been around the two goal maybe a 15-point favourite. Um, 
And we thought this week coming in that it would be about a pick a match. Um, and obviously since then, Richmond have tipped out half a dozen. Cochin, mm. um, Nankervis, Edwards, Hooley, maybe Prestia. Yes. And you said one other, Lambert. A- Asprey's retired. Oh, Asprey. uh, and, I mean, you'd think he'd play his last game and he's under injury cloud, I think, with a thigh. Um, Richmond have clearly thrown in the tower. Uh, Clarko's last game on the way out. I mean, history will go down. You know history's going to go down. Clarko win his last four when he leaves Hawthorne. And it's going to be – that's the storyline. Hawthorne are already off the map. I see, I see one joint's already gone to 11 this morning. Um, this is only going one way. How far it gets, I'm not sure. 40-plus Hawthorne? Uh, well, the smart judges like yourself might have slipped <laughs> a couple of dollars into the Hawthorne. Yeah, you don't muck around when it was when it was pick. You want to go straight to the blowout. Jugular. 40-plus is a stretch. Um, but, yeah, if, if you're looking for your multis, get in quickly uh, because this thing's evaporating like mm. no tomorrow. Um and yeah, I, I believe this is this is a this is a one. Richmond are playing for their um, their end of season trip. You can mark it up whichever way you want. The result will come out next week, and if you come back and Hawthorne have smashed them, then play on. Well, I love that Hawkers just roll Tigers <laughs> in Clarko's finale and hand and Hardwick just uh, gives Claps him off. Yeah, he just gives yeah. him a little uh, little little prize as he uh, walks out the door. Fantastic stuff. All right, there's our rock game of the week. Hawks to demolish the Tigers. What a beautiful thing that is. The uh, the defending premiers and uh, Hawks are on the up. Yep. Brisbane versus West Coast Eagles is another game that could go 40-plus. Uh, Saturday afternoon at the Gabatoire. And the line here is on the move, 27.5 to 28.5. We've got the Lions, 120. The Eagles, 470. Kane Corns was famously quoted as saying that West Coast have got the 10 best players in the competition. And uh, he he's their, their top 10, top is, 10 is the best. Is the best. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, not quite. Not quite. All right. Sorry. Brisbane Lions, how are they going to cover this? They've Easily. They've gone through a bit of a slump and they've uh, put a couple of good games back-to-back here. And yeah, the Gabatoir... They are. They're at home, uh, back in their comfort zone. They've been travelling for a, for a while, um, and obviously now they'll see out this season. They've had a couple of soft kills um, just to get their form back. Frio and Collingwood um, put on some big scores. Put on uh, what do we put on? One eighteen and one forty two, I think. Um, some big victories. They got their engine running again. They look like the forward lines back in form. Um, Might have covered the the loss of Hipwood. Um, Danaher is going to tear one of these finals apart. He, uh, he 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 just makes uh, crucial errors at times mm. uh, and does miss some gettable goals. But he is launching himself at the ball. He looks fit. He's got a smile on his face. He can kick goals from anywhere. Uh, and the midfield of Brisbane's got got the hunger back. And even three or four weeks ago, everyone was saying Brisbane are off. They're slow. Um, you know, one injury too many maybe to a, to with Hipwood. Um, but geez, they turn around it quickly, don't they? All of a sudden now they've got a chance if the Bulldogs lose on Friday night, which they'll know, um, and that's part of the reason why I'm really keen on Brisbane. This line is going to go only one way. Mm. Um, and, you know, especially if uh, Port do get over the Bulldogs, um, you know, this this market will stretch out real quick because the team they're playing are cooked, um, and this is – a tough road trip for a Western Australian team go go to Brisbane anyway at the mm, best of enough. times. Um, they're certainly had enough. Everyone switched off, even the coach. Uh, they got very little to play for West Coast, um, and and I see they're already on holidays mentally, so they'll use this trip to Brisbane as uh, their end of season trip. I think themselves, mm. Brisbane, are well coached, they're disciplined, they're high scoring, and 
they'll put up a number here on West Coast. If if they're if they're leading early at quarter time, mm. um, this this could be another f- easily forty plus for mine. Yeah, maybe a ten goal jobby jobby. Uh, the other M word bet there looks the total one sixty three and a half. The Brisbane weather is absolutely sensational this week. Looking at yeah, bomb.gov.au, <laughs> it is sunshine and happy days up there. One sixty three and a half might be over before uh, three quarter time. This one, as you said, no tackles. From the West Coast Eagles, they've they've lost all respect. They had a massive edge over the Dockers in the uh, the derbies. They've let that slip, and I can't see them turning up whatsoever. One sixty three and a half is a, yeah, well, a little whatever. chips chips in jobby jobby, isn't it? The total. Uh, yeah, I, I think the, I think this should this total should be over one seventy myself. Um, again, during the daytime, uh, late in the game, it'll, it'll be turned into night, but the Jew won't have it, had a chance to set in. Just the way Brisbane are scoring up and about, they'll play at speed. Um, West Coast won't play the normal keepings off game. So, yeah, I expect plenty of goals. If they kick straight, they'll cover easily. All right, let's have a look at the second best match of the round. I say that because these two teams are defensively minded and we like goals, we like action. <laughs> and it's Geelong versus Melbourne Saturday night at uh, the Cattery. The line opened there at four and a half. It's now in a one and a half. The Cats 185, D's 198. And as I said, one and a half, the line. Thoughts here, MG. A lot of the, uh, as we said before, if uh, the Doggies beat Port, they're going around again. Yes. And it'll be interesting to see where the match is played. But who is going to win this one Saturday night? Yeah, if this is, uh, we'll call it, what do we call it? The Friday night's the entree. This is the main course there you go. On, on Saturday night. This is Bless uh, the AFL. Yes, they've done it. The scheduling this week is superb. Um, yes, uh, what do we got? Um, these two teams, it'll be interesting because they'll kind of know from, from the Friday night what each other need. Um, so I, I find this game a little tough to invest in, um, just on the proviso that there could be some funny buggers, more mm. maybe from Geelong because mm. Scott loves, you know, um, diversifying his tactics. He might put something on ice. Um, if, if they know who's playing, which they will going in. So just keep that in mind when you're betting. But, yeah, just from a contest point of view, this is going to be uh, a low-scoring game, defensive-minded, as you said. Uh, it's, uh, what have we got, second and uh, the two top defences are playing off here. Um, no Tom Stewart, though. Played down at Geelong. Big problem. Yeah, there's a few factors, though. Played down at Geelong at night um, generally leads to low-scoring games. Mm. And with, with the two... Best defences. Even though Melbourne's now got their offence up and running the last couple of weeks, um, you know, I, I think this will be a low grind-out game. Um, we, we've seen overnight money for Melbourne, and we actually th- the only tip I could have got is I, I thought Melbourne 1-39 to around the 250 mark was the play, good, yeah. just because I think Melbourne um, have got some good ins. They'll, they'll have Maybach, McDonald, and Viney. Huge ins. Huge ins, and I think they'll all play because Melbourne, what I get out of Melbourne is Geelong may not care as much, even though they're at home. Uh, Melbourne uh, definitely want to finish on top for one. Um, They want winning form because they've achieved nothing so far, Melbourne, so there'll be no foot off the accelerator, um, and they'll want to go in fuller running and get the scalp. Not saying Geelong won't, um, but I think Melbourne just may have that edge a bit cleaner. So I think Melbourne may even... And it's tough to say Geelong at Geelong, but Melbourne may even deserve to start favourite in this game. So I know it's starting to head that way, whether it pushes over mm. and Melbourne to start favourite. Um, I'm keen to be with Melbourne just the one to thirty nine. I think if you're going to bet bet the small margins, if you want a bit more value in the one to twenty four for either team, I don't think there'll be too much in them. Um, and yeah, what a cracking match! And, and you know, watch this because uh, they may line up again each other 
uh, during the finals for sure. Mm, fascinating contest, and I think uh, a lot of punters will be thinking, no Tom Stewart, yep. no Cats, but... Uh, no Zach Tui as well. Yeah. Um, so that definitely hurts them. Um, and and we've, been, we've been less confident on the Cats most of the year. Mm. Um, they're very hard to tip against at home, but... Again, a bit like Port going up against the Bulldogs, this is their best chance, and I think Melbourne's the same. Mm, watch and learn because it is very likely that uh, these sides are going to play each other again. So, yeah, I think MG's on the money there. Chris Scott, cat and mouse tactics for sure. Sunday night at the Dome, we've got Carlton versus GWS Giants. What a match. Unbelievable match here, and the betting is absolutely fascinating. <laughs> 21 and a half points here and a little bit of a nibble for the plus, but uh, $1.30 the Giants, $3.65 the Blues. GDOS uh, up and about. They're back in business. That's yes. a shocking price to be taking, but yes. uh, the way they're playing, uh, they should be winning. Yeah, it's yeah, no favours with the price. I think the, the bookies have definitely pushed up um, against Carlton. The modelers are probably... Uh, Broken the model on mm. Carlton, I think, for this year. It hasn't mm. worked. It's been all over them really hard for the first half Absolutely. of the year. They've started to drop off in the back end. Um, something hasn't worked in model land for the uh, the Blues this year. And, um, yeah, I, it, you can't possibly tip Carlton in um, knowing that this is probably their coach's last game. Um, it is Eddie Betts' 350. And, but they didn't really get up and for like nerves. One hundred percent, and that's what you got to back on. I mean, I just think Carl- not getting up for anyone. Carlton are just a broken team at the moment, mm. and they're just devoid of any spirit. And you know, I, I think it was so disappointing last week of the Blues what they dished up for Murphy, who has been a warrior for him for a long time when they've been down the bottom of the ladder, and he and he had his chance to leave the club. And I know that's a different uh, story, but you know, he was definitely offered big money to to leave Carlton. He stuck fat, even though the side was going nowhere. Um, and then they turn up and show that rubbish in his 300th and last game. So I wouldn't be hanging your hat on Carlton this week turning up for Eddie Betts, who's been another champion of the club in two stints, um, probably one of the great forward pockets of all time. Mm. Um, and all the other stuff he's done and will continue to do, but you know, it'll be interesting because if Carlton show two rubbish performances to finish the year, lose their coach, and that's the way they want to send off two of their best in the last decade – it doesn't bode well for the good, the fabric of their ga- uh, team. team going forward, mm. I think. But saying that, I just think the Giants are just classes above anyway, um, regardless of what the outcomes, what they're playing for and who they're sending off this week. I think the Giants have found a gear um, and they're starting to press the button. It's not so much defensive-minded anymore. They've got their defence set in. Now they're pressing, uh, going back through the middle. Their offence is up and about. Um, they'll, they'll just outscore and Carlton's defence is... It's crap, pretty much. <laughs> you, you saw the way they leaked against Port. What do they do? Put 19 mm. goals in a row. So, um, yeah, the line 21 and a half, listen, it's, it's, it's no gift, but you'd only bet one way. Um, and if the Giants get on top early, they'll, they'll put Carlton, you know. This is the – this is the you, you, you could definitely back 40-plus in this game and you could also have a tickle at the 60-plus because if Carlton pack it in, Giants are the side that they'll eat them. Mm. Yeah, if the real Giants turn up, yeah, you'd have to be backing uh, the minus with confidence there. That is for sure. Okay, Premiership market. Let's have a quick look at this one. Uh, real uh, 
real tricky here with uh, the home ground advantage and no one knows where the games are going to be played. So, again, the modellers that are trying to forecast the odds of this one would be uh, scratching their heads because there's a definite advantage for uh, for knowing where the match is going to be played. No one knows at this stage. So the Cats are $4 favourite, D's $4, Western Bulldogs four sixty, Port Adelaide six fifty, Brisbane Lions $8, Swans 13 GWS 17 and then Bombers $26. I tell you what, uh, GWS and Essendon look horrifically under the odds mm-hmm. uh, looking at those markets. I, I can't fathom and I, ca- I couldn't tip anyone into taking odds about those sides. It, it, it looks like a bit of a stalemate in premiership betting and the bookies have got their foot on pretty much anyone until venues are confirmed. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know what their model is. I, I had a soft spot for the Ds uh, yep. with uh, MCG, a massive chance of hosting the grand final, I couldn't be taking $4 about them. The Western Bulldogs have got chinks. There might be a slight edge with yeah. Port Adelaide at the moment if the game gets played in South Australia. Well, two years in a row at uh, the Gabba, hard to think it had happened, but then that would make Brisbane Lions. Yeah. Is I, there one team that you'd back or lay with confidence at the moment? Uh, pro- probably not too much I'd back. I, I, I don't think there's too much meat on the bone in this market. Saying that, um, you know, if you look at if you kind of break it down, look at it head-to-head, who would you rather be on Geelong or Melbourne? Um, and going into this week, it shows. Uh, they're both at $4.00. Uh, Geelong are playing at home this week, and all of a sudden we've we've seen the match betting at Geelong are only minus one and a half. So if you took that long term view mm. and say these two teams were to play off in the grand final, yeah, right, and it wouldn't be at Geelong, Melbourne start clear favourites. Okay, all things being equal. So if if you're looking to turn it, put it in an order, I think Melbourne have to be favourites over Geelong in the premiership market. Wow. So I would be I would be laying Geelong as opposed, you know, or backing Melbourne in those things, but I. This is the way I look at it. I, I'm a layer of Geelong, and as you said, the bottom three teams, I couldn't come into Sydney at 13, Giants at 17, and Essen at 26. You may um, as well back them the whole way through. Yes, yeah, so well, 100%. But, you know, if you like the other four teams, I can't talk you out of it. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I'd be I'd be playing around those um, because, yeah, as you said, teams like Port and maybe Brisbane might end up getting home finals, um, which will make their team look a bit more value. So that's the way I'd be playing right now. Um, and Geelong losing Stewart for the year, I just don't think they can win a premiership without Stewart. Well, oh, okay. So uh, big ramifications there, that injury long term. Okay, let's have a look at the Brownlow medal market. And for the first time in a long time, we may have a cliffhanger. I think the bond was as short as $2.10 at Top Sport. Now he's $1.90, sorry. And now he's back out to $2.50. I think he's even touched better. Uh, recently, I think he got it to two sixty or two seventy at some stage. Ollie Wines has been uh, a bit of the smoky. There's plenty of people that uh, are all over Twitter spruiking that they've taken one fifties and big odds him. So good luck to those punters. Four sixty he is. Clayton Oliver six fifty. Jack Steele your smoky MG eight fifty. Petrarca nine dollars. Sam Walsh nine seventy five. Darcy Parish my man ten dollars. Jack McRae twenty one. Tommy Mitchell my man also thirty one dollars. Zach Merritt thirty one. But, wow, this is starting to become a great finish and a great polling uh, Brownlow medal event. This is uh, probably your wheelhouse. Your futures markets, you've been on fire with uh, the Bulldogs and Brisbane Lions early. You're getting good overs there. You tipped up Bont at the start of the season at about $13, so he's your futures ticket there. He's the favourite. But uh, this could come down to an absolute round 23 special yeah, so we've got um, we've got the top four sides playing each other, as mm. we've spoken down yep. in the previews. Uh, so basically we've got um, uh, Bont going against Ollie Wines, 
um, and we've got Geelong playing both Petrarca and Oliver. Mm. Um, so massive in, swings. In mine, I've got, I've got five that can win it going into this wow. round. So yeah, I, I think this is this is the most exciting count we've had in many a year, um, and hopefully it portrays that on the night. Um, but yeah, watch out for these two games because they'll have big impacts going forward. And yeah, you call him a smoky. I'm not sure how much of a smoky he is anymore. We've, we've kind of followed him in for a bit steel. I think $21 is the first uh, time we tipped him in. He gets he gets more of a, f- a free hit. Um, he's got Fremantle um, in terms of piling votes. So they're the five that I think can win it. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely a watch out. I, I think Bont... He's the obvious and he's in the mix, but he's not a six to four chance. Mm. And if he doesn't uh, knock on votes this week um, and say everything plays out. Mm, what price so, will it be? $3? Well, so I'll put it this way. If no one piles this round, which I don't think many did uh, last week of the top ones, I mm. think Bond starts closer to $3 for yeah, sure. Right. Um, I just think money will come for the others. Um, but again, we'll see what happens this week. And this is, you know, hopefully on the night. Um, you know, what happens in round 23 might decide our brand low in about, what, four weeks' time. So, mm. um, yeah, be a keen watcher for, for both matches. The outstanding stuff. All right, we're, uh, we've also got some news, and it won't open officially until next Monday, but MG is going to do a punters club, a syndicate for Brownlow Medal Night. And uh, what we're going to do is next Monday we'll open up uh, a syndicate with Top Sport. You go to the benefits, the uh, the live stream information there, click uh, the Brownlow uh, function there. You can deposit up to a thousand bucks. So if you want MG to steer you through the last week leading up to the Brownlow Medal and uh, for Brownlow Medal Night. If you just want to deposit and follow what all his action, he's been keeping his spreadsheet. He's been doing this for as long as uh, he can remember. I think he was a teenager when he first started it. So MG's going to uh, try and pull Tristan and the uh, the Merlihan's pants down in not just the uh, the Brownlow Metal Market, but all the prop markets, the totals, the team totals. So if you just want to piggyback his action, make sure you check out the Little Birdie website next Monday and all our, over our Twitter accounts and join in the fun there. So you can deposit anywhere from fifty to a thousand thousand dollars so we'll do a uh, a punters club syndicate stream we'll figure out uh, how we're going to broadcast the night itself or we might just do a, uh, a series of short little videos in the week leading up every time we have a bet we might post a video and uh, we'll really flare it up on the brownlow medal we know that people love betting on it mg loves it it's his wheelhouse so make sure you check that out jump aboard uh, top sport in their benefit section and you can join our syndicate for the brownlow medal and uh, make sure you uh, gamble responsibly and only uh, put in as much as you can afford to lose. But uh, this is one that we like to think that we've got a bit of an edge over the bookies. The race is run, so uh, fingers crossed we can get it done with the Brownlow. All right, it's going to be a fascinating finish to round 23. We're going to figure out what's happening in the finals picture, especially with the top four. It's going to be a cracker. Um, we've given away our rort game of the week, which is uh, my Hawkers to beat the Tigers at a farewell. Uh, the fabulous Mr. Clarkson, he's absolutely on fire and so are the Hawks, which is great. But uh, that's our AFL segment done and dusted for the regular season. So we'll talk finals next week. But uh, if you want to figure out your modelling for horse racing, make sure you check out punningform.com.au. They're Australia's best online form guide and database for the ponies. You can bet on Australian, Hong Kong and Singapore racing. So make sure you uh, hit up punningform.com.au and talk to Shane Baker. If uh, you're having problems, he will hold your hand and give you a little tutorial if you don't know how it operates. And you can get the raw data so you can plug it into your models at home for that's for horse racing so make sure you get behind punningform.com.au up next we'll talk rugby league with our favorite top road division
Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got MG in studio. Now it's time to talk rugby league with Top Rope Tadeshi and a little bit of Hall of Fame. How are you, Top Rope? I'm up and about. I'm still here. You know? <laughs> the, uh, uh, look, it was, a t- it was a tough slog on the putt last weekend, but uh, another week and uh, we're we'll, we'll five sprints. Don't worry about that. Live to fight another day, and uh, it's been an interesting weekend of sport. And surprisingly, Melbourne Storm haven't covered a minus. So, the auto bet of the year has let us down. Is there two a out of chin- three weeks? Two out of three weeks, Scooty. Yeah, on the sl- so they're on the slide. A very dark days. Yeah, hence probably my depression that is coming across the lack, the general lack of enthusiasm that you would normally see from from old top rope. Uh, but we're uh, uh, the Packers back at fullback this week. You'd think, you know, against the Gold Coast team missing their best player, you know, storm are back and we, we, we're getting ready for uh, we're getting ready for them. And the good news is, boys, we'll be collecting on most of those preseason bets in, in three weeks' time. So uh, the top four, which should have already been paid out by the bookies, uh, mine premiership, you'd think, is home. So uh, a few, few nice collects for the punters there. Absolutely, all over Storm. Pre-season around uh, six or seven dollars, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs was the other futures tickets that Nick Tedeschi suggested around the thirteen dollar mark. And let's have a quick look at the Premiership betting odds, courtesy of Topsport.com.au. The Storm two dollars ten, so a great uh, green book opportunity there if you want to crush up the Storm. But you are absolutely mad if you uh, laid any back there. Penrith Panthers three eighty. The Boonwars, my side, $5, and Manly Seagulls, eight fifty. Sydney Roosters are hobbling to the line. They're uh, they're playing okay given uh, their run of injuries. And then Parramatta Eels, gee, I'll tell you what, they, uh, they're no good against the uh, the top four sides, and they're, uh, they've are got a really soft underbelly there. But uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs are just going along nice and quietly, top roper. Are they now poking their head up to be the biggest danger of the storm? Well, they've won ten on the trot. Their last eight games have reached forty-three and a half points, so they're certainly they're certainly up and about. That's for sure. Uh, look, I, I hate to rattle off the most overused statistic in rugby league, but no team who's <laughs> ever considered fifty has ever gone on to win a premiership. Uh, I'm not sure South have the pack to 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 go on and win the title. They've got a shocking record against the Storm, so I actually think Manly are probably the biggest threats to uh, uh, to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, you can lend me out of Penrith. As long as this competition is played in Queensland, and it will be for the rest of the year, they are going to get absolutely. They've got a really poor record, from, at least from a betting proposition, away from uh, away from Sydney. So, uh, I think that uh, Manly are the big threats there. Uh, fascinating to see what happens with uh, Tommy Turbo, though. He was supposedly out for the rest of the regular season. MG went into a deep depression, shut the curtains, <laughs> turned off the lights, went for a big long sleep. But uh, the good news comes through. He, he was named this week. He, he's begging to play. Look, the line's six and a half at 16. So you think that would suggest he probably is going to play. But I would be stunned if he was missed this week. Mm. Even with the most minor of injuries, I'd be absolutely stunned. Hazel's got a, a history of this kind of ducks and drakes kind of you know, stupidity. So uh, hopefully this is paying for the old uh, manly end of season trip, the old plus 16 and a half camera. Mm. It, uh, yeah. Uh, the betting suggests that he's playing, but uh, the injury on, f- from all reports, is sort of two to three weeks. And, yeah, they're going to make a run in the finals, so it would be folly to risk him. That is for sure. Now, uh, the Hall of Fame is a segment that uh, we 
enter someone in who's done something fabulous for the punt. Last week, we put in Akbal, the Olympic weightlifter. Uh, Jamie Carr's in there. Huey Bowman, Tiny Thompson. There's been uh, a host of stars. Cam Munster, the Melbourne Storm. Or, uh, I think they entered it last season as well. But uh, each, we- oh, yeah, each week, we indoctrinate another person in the Hall of Fame for doing something marvellous on the punt. MG, have you got any uh, nominations that we can crush early doors? There's a couple of sick beats that you mentioned earlier about uh, <laughs> yeah, the GWS game. There's yeah, a couple of absolute howlers, 40-plus uh, lines not covering. That's it was not, just up and down. Hall of Fame worthy. No, no? it's been, been a very quiet week. Well, what is Hall of Fame worthy if you're on the other side? Yeah, well, I wasn't on the other <laughs> side. <so. laughs> I, I'm going to let I'm going to let punters into a little a uh, little bit behind the curtain in the Hall of Fame. You don't get in the Hall of Fame if you've screwed any of us three. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> the Hall of Fame is very much people who have helped punters. When we talk about punters, we're talking about us three as a starting point. So yeah. you're not getting in if you've screwed us. And we had nothing but bad beats last weekend. Hmm. Yeah, some tough I'm, watches. Very tough watches. I was in uh, baby duty all last week, so I'm I'm bereft of a, an inclusion. It was one of my lowest yeah, no. turnovers and. I sort of uh, dabbled in some of DK's stuff, and he was on the roller coaster, so I can't put DK in. Can't it was a quiet Fletch week. What, very we, quiet what week. do we got, Top Rope? Yeah, look, I was at the same very, very quiet week, and I thought we often look at we often look at the past as to what we what we can do in the past. What's just happened? Who's you know who's <laughs> done something to get us over a total? Who's us? And I'm sitting there wondering, geez, I copped a lot of bad beats on the weekend. I'm not really finding a lot from the past. Maybe it's time to look forward, reevaluate your future. What are you doing? You know? And then I, I, I tune in on Monday night to, you know, if this doesn't win on a Logie, I don't know whatever will. Tales from Tiger Town. I don't know if you boys have seen this documentary. It's inside the inside the West Tigers, and the real breakout star of the show is Justin Pascoe. There, look. The term numpty gets overused a bit. <laughs> but I don't I think I think in this case it's completely appropriate. This is a bloke who who is a CEO of a rugby league club who decides to start wearing a, you know, act, acting like he's going to a Guns N' Roses concert, showing off his tats. Anyway, a highlight of last weekend was uh of, of last week's episode was uh Justin Pascoe, uh CEO, being dictated to by the money man of the club, Harry Trinkenbach. He got told, you can only come to my office after 3 o'clock. So acting like a diligent little schoolboy, Justin Pascoe rocks up, begging for cash for, 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 for next year. Goes in and treats treats Harry Triggerboff, one of the wealthiest men in Australia, uh, boss of Meriton, uh, like a stroke victim in a, in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah. It's presenting him with merchandise and speaking condescendingly to him. <laughs> And then afterwards, cuts away, and it goes, uh, yeah, oh, there's definitely a mutual respect there. It was like a scene from David Brent in The Office. Mutual respect. There was absolutely no way Harry Triggerboff respects Justin Pascoe. It was wonderful television and told me one thing. You bet against the West Tigers, whoever this bloke is in charge of the club. He's in the Hall of Fame because he's going to make us a lot of money in the future. Thank you very much, Justin Pascoe. Justin Pascoe. What were West Tigers thinking with this doco? A few of my mates in our betting chat, is it a PR move just gone absolutely wrong? It's more of a parody doco than anything. It's just completely backfired. It just shows what a rabble they are. They've let so many good players out the door and then they just show what a basket case they've been. So I've asked a couple of of CEOs, (laughs) uh, would they let this happen at their club? Why would you let it go to air? Laughter. 
Oh, it's absolutely insane. But uh, yeah, Dustin Pascoe does like uh, does like to put himself on TV. A little rumor going around he did want to be on the block once upon a time, so oh, that seems to be his, his big ride to fame. So uh, I, I I think there might be a bit of uh, self-aggrandizement might be the, the the reason for it, but. No one has come out good out of this, except for probably Adam Dewey. The, the club looks like a basket case. Some of the players at the club, <laughs> you realise you never want in your football team. Oh, as uh, as one CEO uh, uh, told me, it has absolutely pushed up the market value for a competent CEO. If you know what you're mm. doing in the NRL, you're going to make a lot more money at your next contract when they see who's running one of the clubs. It uh, it just confirms what everyone's been thinking behind closed doors. West Tigers are an absolute joke and a rabble clown show. It uh, it's funny stuff, and uh, you should tune into the doco. That's for sure. All right, let's get on to serious business now with uh, NRL round twenty three action. And Thursday night, they're going to put on a good spectacle here. The Lions just out the gate, but that's uh, rugby league in two thousand and twenty one. And we've got our Storm versus the Gold Coast Titans, uh, Seabus Super Stadium. So it's. Uh, Going to be a cracker there. Dollar nine, the Storm, seven seventy five, the Gold Coast Titans, and the line twenty one and a half, fifty one and a half. There, the total. And uh, I've uh, I've said it before, but uh, what is eating Gilbert Great? What's the go with Pappenhausen starting off the bench? Enough's enough, top row. Yeah, well, Pappenhausen back on the starting side this week, so beautiful. He, uh, he's starting forward. Jerome Hughes caught that bad hit last week. He is out. Uh, Justin Norman being rested, Dale Finnecane being rested after a HO. So, a few players out for the Storm here. Uh, Nick, Nick Hines started halfback, Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback. Oh, I think it's a good move to get Pappenhausen back during a full game. Uh, not overly enamored with the Storm this week. Times have a good record against them. I, 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 they're missing AJ Brimson. I'd still rather be on the minus than the plus. But uh, my best play in this game is the under. I uh, am coming to the belief that totals may be a little too high. I think we might have. Yeah, we talked about this earlier in the year, MG, about the, the bookies not adjusting the totals high enough. I think they might be too high right now. Uh, I think the game and the officiating and the way players are playing has probably adjusted to the new rules a bit. I'm not sure that the totals are low enough now. So uh, a game like this, I'll be backing the under 51 and a half. Wow. So uh, all of yeah. a sudden, no no real play on the minus, and now we're going the other way. So a little bit of a reverse action. Nico Hines out of halfback. Thoughts there? Yeah, he'll, he'll play in the halves next year for Cornell. That's what he's been signed for. Uh, his role won't change a lot. He'll ball up all over the field. So uh, they're a very uh, flexible team, the Storm. So I think the lack of drug use could be an issue. He... For all, all, all the uh, talk of the brilliance of Munster and the brilliance of Pappenhausen is Jerome Hughes that brings it all together. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go without him. We've had him all year. He's played you know, pretty much uh, the entire season when uh, you know, your Munsters have come in and out, your Pappenhausens have been in and out, all the luck. So uh, Harry Grant's been in and out. So I'll, I'll, I think it'll be interesting to see how they go without him. But look, this Titan team has been absolutely gutted by the loss of AJ Brimson. He is their best player without a question. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the Storm, the, the Titans have been said 35-plus in, in, in five or six games against top five sides this year. So it's the Storm, I see the Storm putting a big score up here. I just don't think the Titans scoring. The, the, the Storm tend to really buckle down after a poor defensive performance. Conceding 16 mm. points is probably pretty good for most teams. For the Storm, it's it's, it's well below average. So uh, I, I think they will 
the, that they'll have a pretty strong defensive game this week. And I think you want to be on the under, but I think you know, probably the best bet in the game is being on the, the, the Titans team total under. Okay, so we'll take that one to the bank under 51.5. And, and uh, match of the round is Friday night at Suncorp, 8 o'clock. Penrith Panthers, $1.70 against the Rabbitohs, $2.18. 2.5 the line there and a flat 48. My bunnies are back in business. And if Penrith are so bad on the road, I want to snap up that uh, 2.5, the Boonoirs. What are your thoughts here, Top Rope? Give me the bunnies. This is a great bet this week. I'm <laughs> very keen on the South. Penrith. They've covered seven of their last 22 when they've been interstate. That is not an ideal record. They struggle away from Sydney. They also don't hold their form particularly well. So they hold their poor form particularly well. They've only covered two of their last 10 off a non-cover. They didn't cover against the Dragons last week. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not particularly keen on, on the pens. This is, I'm not big on motivating factors as a gambling guy usually either, but... Penrith put 56 on South last time. It was South's last loss. I think it was a real wake-up call for them. I I think they'll be playing pretty heavily on the minds of South here. So I think South's are an excellent bet. I think they've got the attacking firepower to really take it to Penrith in this one. Not sure Penrith have a lot of points. Penrith won reasonably easy against the Dragons last week. But Penrith had a a lot of possession and a lot of ball on the Saints line and really didn't take advantage of it. They dropped a lot of ball. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Penrith are going to be honest. I'll be on South for sure. Mm. I, I'd be super keen to put the Rabbits Plus into my lock of the week, <laughs> but I don't want to mock them. I can stop anyone. I stopped Western Bulldogs last week against the Hawks in my lock of the week, but I think uh, it's one of the best uh, lines for the week. But I don't really know what I'm talking about, but uh, Top Rope gives me a lot of confidence. Uh, two and a half, the Bunnies. I'd be surprised if that lasts. I think the money will run hard for the Rabbits. Uh, West Tigers-Cronulla is another close betting match. So let's have a look at that one. Three o'clock at Brown Park, Rockhampton, $1.57 the Sharks. West Tigers, two forty-five, and the line, four and a half, forty-nine and a half. the total here. Thoughts, Top Rope, how are we going to tackle this one? Well, the new Justin Pascoe uh, betting angle suggests we'll be on the uh, <laughs> minus four and a half. So nice we'll, 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 de- we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be having something on the uh, oh, on the minus. Uh, best bet in the game, though. Very keen on the over in this one. Uh, I'll be on the unders in every other game this weekend. But uh, day game, Sharks are in a huge over spot on the road as a favourite. Tigers in a huge over spot off a poor attacking performance and a good defensive performance. Uh, the over here for sure. Very keen. Mm-hmm. Rock, Rock Andrew, I expect to play hard and fast too, so uh, I'll be on the, uh, the over. Mm, a few unit play there, so uh, load up the over uh, 49.5 with topsport.com.au. And the final game that we're going to have a look at is Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock up at Toowoomba. Uh, the Sydney Roosters, $1.26 here against uh, St. George, Illawarra Dragons, three ninety five. The line, 12 and a half. Uh, a little bit of money for the plus there, and 49 and a half the total. Roosters found away last week. Thoughts on uh, Victor Radley's situation? Uh, oh, look, if you take the incident in isolation, he's been very harshly treated, but he's got a rap sheet, you know, as long as Roger Rogerson's. Like it's not, uh, you know, he, 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 he's no, he's no choir boy. So, uh, yeah, the NRL moved to, you know, probably 15 years ago, moved to try to make this more black and white. 
the problem with with this is, is that you are going to get recidivist cop cop long suspensions like in and of itself it deserves significantly less than what Corey Harawira and Naira or Ryan Madison got but yeah he, he well, what's this he's ninth report this year his third suspension he's already popped five weeks on the sideline at one stage so uh yeah i don't have a lot of sympathy to be honest mm. toby uh, green he's a toby green of the nrl yeah. so he's the bad boy the pinup so if anything goes wrong it's victor radley and you're automatically sus- suspended and soft the rules for everyone else i reckon it's a it's a it's a poor yeah. way that NRL and AFL are going. You just can't victimise these players. There's no. each case on their merits, and it's not like he goes out and intends to snap this bloke's leg the whole time. He plays with passion. Accidents are going to happen, and it was a clear accident for mine. I, I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Top Rope said it in the in the initial response. He said, um, you know, it was just because it was Victor Radley. Mm. If it was taken in isolation, it'd be almost play on. So every every comp seems to have one. Mm. So. I think it's a uh, really poor thing that's creeping into uh, both codes, that's for sure. It's, it's week in, week out. And it's just all this trial by slow-mo. It's, uh, yeah, it's a fast game. Oh, it's, but it's just yeah. bullshit. Yeah, you can't slow it down. It's rules made by people that haven't played at the top level for mine. Yeah, especially when you I understand two, what they're trying blokes. to do, but it's, it's I think it's wrong. You've got two blokes running at each Full other. Full tilt. Not small blokes either. They exactly. can't exactly stop on a dime a lot of the time. Yeah. it's. There's also this need for this black and white there's black and white solutions to things. Right? Let's mm. take it away. It kind of goes from from umpiring through to those giving out the charges, match review committee and whatnot, all the way to the judiciary. And there are these black and white rules in place. You know, if you've done this, if you've done that. Corey mm. Harrow, we were in Norwich, should have copped eight weeks. That was mm. a vicious swinging, uh, a vicious shoulder that hit, uh, that was deliberately launched himself. But I, I don't cop the fact that, I don't think anyone deliberately goes out to hurt someone. I've got no intention means nothing to me. I, I, I don't think it should should really be taken into account. But it was an incredibly reckless act that yeah had a chance to to, to probably do what what happened to Pappenhausen, yeah, and and leave a star player of the game for for yeah a couple of months, which is which is not a deal. That's the stuff that's got to be stamped out. What Radley did, yeah, was they should ban it all together because that. Is- yeah, they should ban it all together and say that you can't smother the kicker late because these things are just going to keep popping up and you know, it's it's just never going to be uh, never going to be fair. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about something that we're absolutely butchering and it's uh, lock of the week. And uh, you were out in uh, in straight sets, uh, top rope Tedeschi. <laughs> you uh, storm minus twenty three and a half into Tom Burgess any time, and it was uh, a bit of Ric Flair lair that went tits up. And then I said earlier, I got uh, the behemoth uh, leg of my multi. I put in racing, and you guys wanted to protest, but I run this show, so I can do whatever oh, I want. Behemoth. L- l- luckily, uh, luckily for you, we tried to protest to the Adelaide Steelers, <laughs> and we didn't realise you, you had them on the books. So. I was in bed with them. <laughs> but Western Bulldogs let me down against uh, my Hawks, who could be back in business. But MG carried the can with his uh, Captain Obvious multi. He had Geelong into Richmond. Uh, no, sorry, Geelong Port Brisbane at sixty. So brick on brick, we've only got uh, about five or six weeks of the show left, MG. So you're gonna have to put the accelerator down at some point for lock of the week to get to this <laughs> magical 5K mark, and so we can uh, build on our 10K donation Sweet. to charity here, raise.org.au, for uh, people that are going down the wrong track as a youth. And uh, these guys provide mentors, and we definitely need a mentor for this section of the show because we are absolutely paddling. I am full of confidence this week, though, and I'll give you a, an absolute. Sp- Special this any, week, a six six legger. Any horses in it? Just morals, pardon. Any horses? No, no. I'll, I'll come back and I'll even the competition up. All right. 
Okay. All right. No, I, I'm a fan of Behemoth, but he was immoral. Okay, here it is. Hawthorne uh, versus the Tigers in the dead rubber. Uh, the Tigers aren't trying this week, and my Hawks are in a mor- uh, absolute moral position here at $1.55. Oh, the Swans <laughs> against the Gold Coast Suns at $1.20 go in. Uh, Brisbane Lions against the West Coast Eagles, who are so gutless. So, so gutless. GWS against the other gutless side, Carlton. Absolute morals. The Bombers will bury Collingwood at $1.29. And uh, my trusty storm at one oh nine, so that's four oh seven for my six leg multi, and that is uh, money for jam. That, that they'll all win. They're all got uh, bigger aspirations than every side they're playing against, and I I've never been more confident in my life. I noticed Top Rope didn't write down one of those selections while we were reading those out. So, I don't know. He doesn't still the same confidence as you. you. Load up. Hey? Load up. It's a lot of, lock che- of the week. It's a lot of cheering for a lock of the week. Nah, they're just six morals. They're six good things. Oh, jeez. Hey, what have you got then? Well, I think I tipped you the Hawthorne one, didn't I? Hey? What price are we putting in? It's been a landslide it's a since, since, since we first discussed I think that. it's like four goals. Now it's 10 points the other yeah. way. It's, a, it's huge, Yeah, we spoke, we spoke about it earlier. It's a, it's a one-y. So, uh, but you yeah, put you're going to put the Hawks in. You Is put, this what you're doing? Well, well, I was putting it in originally. <laughs> I can't believe you put it in now. I'm trying to scratch it out. Uh, well, if it's a raw, I, I want to be in. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm uh, Listen, I'm, I'm just coming with a well-timed run. <laughs> Uh, to get to the end of the season. So I'm just going to stick with my trebles here. Hawthorne uh, are a lock at the uh, 155. Uh, Sydney just for... Uh, We're going to have to clip that up. Hawthorne are a lock. Sydney, uh, some sugar at the uh, 120 head-to-head <laughs> and Brisbane Lions at the line, minus 28 and a half. What's that? What price that? Uh, three fifty. Well, yeah. okay. So that'll turn. What have I got? Three twenty into hopefully eleven hundred and thirty. Outstanding. With a couple of weeks to go, that'll get me to the five grand in uh, grand final time. Easy game. Top rope. Top rope. Over to you, mate. We've uh, we're, we're very confident this week. Finally, we're going to break through. AMG's coming with a well time run. I'm looking to pull off a bill du jour in the two thousand and one <laughs> Golden Slipper or a, a Chautauqua in Hong Kong. Uh, I'm Stephen on this. I've got a five-leg multi at the juicy odds of 20, $22.84. Wow. Hunters, right. $22.84. This is uh, otherwise under- known as a Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why don't you just throw one more and then go for the home run and just yeah, land just it straight I was, I, I was thinking about that, but I wanted to create a bit of drama for the punters next Very week. So I wanted, to, I wanted to throw it on the storm when they get rolled after 18 games or whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, um, on a dollar twenty. Let's finish. have it. Under fifty-one and a half. Gold Coast Melbourne. Under fifty and a half. Canberra Manly. Under forty-eight. Penrith South Sydney. Under fifty-one and a half. Canterbury Newcastle. Under forty-nine and a half. St George Illawarra Sydney Roosters. This is Final completely Lega. reverse of everything that we've spoken about for the entire year of this new version of rugby league. Yep. And things have things have things have changed. You've got to be malleable in this. As 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 we have all discussed, I I very much am a traditional plus and under punter. I've always been over it. You had to adjust. The, t- the totals weren't high enough. The refs aren't calling as many as many uh, 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 set restarts anymore. Players have adapted significantly uh, better to it. You're seeing some really low scoring games now. Uh, the two in, in, in great weather on a fast track last Sunday. You saw totals of. 34 and 30. You know, games are finishing well below. I, I I think the lines for most games should be around the kind of 46 to 48 mark. 
I think they're being 50 games are way too high, especially the, the Newcastle-Canterbury game. They've played, since 2008, they've played 21 games, 17 have gone under, average score of 37 points. Canterbury have no points in them. They're the worst attackers on the comp. The Knights are a bottom four attacking zone. I, I really don't. I really don't understand this line at all. Yeah, I, I, the, the Knights probably win pretty comfortably. They probably win thirty to six something like that. So it, it's it's way too low. Mm. Top rope. Just a quick one. With playoffs around the corner, is there any uh, thought or pro, uh, process put into the defenses starting to stiffen and stuff with finals uh, yep. ahead, and also the games carrying a bit more weight in terms of the outcomes? getting ladder positions and making finals that the scoring may come down? Is that like more of a pattern thing or you just think now that the totals, which we spoke about probably, what, almost two months ago now that we thought the totals would yep. get to too high and it would turn around? Yeah, I, I think a combination of both. So you saw last week, uh, the final game of the week, uh, Cornell and Newcastle both needed to win. Whoever win, whoever won was going to sneak into the eight. Whoever wasn't was probably going to be outside looking in. It's a real close race for those seven and eight spots. Uh, it was just a pure defensive battle. Uh, yeah, 30 points on, yeah, probably as fast a track as you're going to see in the NRL at Redcliffe. It was, you're going to see, a, uh, you're going to see a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of those games really stiffen up uh, from an offensive point of view. And you are going to see teams like the Storm, uh, who are attritionally good defence anyway, really try to win the way. The Roosters, they've lost so many bats, the only way they can win is through, through a strong mm-hmm. defence. They can't win you know, running up 40 points anymore. The only side you've probably got to be really worried about are probably South and Manly trying to really run up scores who probably have some concerns defensively. But you've seen Wayne Bennett. They only considered six points last week, South. But they are the teams that you would expect will be looking to defend a lot better mm. than they have been. So uh, I, I just think these lines are too high. I think there's a lot of factors pointing towards the Munders uh, in the next kind of couple of weeks. It's a lot of defense for top rope this week. Oh, I love it. Yeah, a lot of, lot of on the line stuff. He'll be. Mate, he called it. He called it early at the start of the season. The the totals weren't set high enough. Yeah. And so if he says, "All right, flip and reverse," yeah, oh, I'm taking notice. And especially like if he's not if he's not t- tipping the Melbourne Storm minus, it's, it's, there's alarm bells ringing in my melon. Yeah. Uh, well, the punters, I'll, the punters... I'll, still, I'll still be betting the Melbourne Storm minus. I just I'm just not. Yeah. You're not. I think next me. week will be the week when, when they're kind of on the full side back is when we'll really see exactly. Okay, so uh, we're going for a, uh, a Hail Mary underplay, and I've just snuck in a little $80 note to uh, to win the guts of uh, 2000 myself, just in a little Jeez. count out wide with top sports. So. It'll be a big week next week when we're all rolling. Well, mate, I'm, I'm starting to do my absolute life on nappy, so uh, I need to start uh, hitting everything, <laughs> and uh, the pressure is on me now. I'm the only earner in the house. All right, it's been a, uh, a fabulous show. Nick Tedeschi, absolutely on fire with uh, the Hall of Fame, Justin Pascoe, the West Tigers, Rattle, uh, the Docos out now. So make sure uh, if you need a belly laugh, that's definitely uh, something that uh, you should have a look at. Uh, I, I saw someone else co- um, compare. I think it was like Mark McClure or something like that. Compare David T to uh, Craig Bellamy in in one of the shows, like Three Sixty or or something like that. That's, Maybe they're related. Oh God! The only comparison you could draw. What's a, what's a David T? <laughs> well, I tell you what, he's going to be a coach that's going to be sacked any minute, top yeah. rope. So, uh, oh, you know, I love that. You know, I love that. 
Oh, he's, he's uh, next man out. That is for sure. All right, that's uh, that's a wrap from us. Big thanks uh, to you, Top Rope. Good luck in your bunker up there. The punt will get us through all this chaos. We've got Bet Doctor tomorrow. Uh, we're in the Apple Store, Spotify, SoundCloud, we're on YouTube. If you want to watch uh, the Little Birdie podcast on uh, on the big screen, and uh, Bet Doctor as well. If you want to check out the horse replays, it's uh, fascinating stuff for the final round of AFL NRL. Head to the Little Birdie shop if you want these guys' thoughts for this week and the rest of the final season. Jump on board. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you top rope.